everybody. You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, we're discussing amping up the metabolism. Throughout the podcast, we'll be discussing things that can cause a sluggish metabolism and some proven strategies to fire it up for better health and a leaner physique. Now, we've talked in the past from different podcasts about who we think the, the best dieters are, and that has to be bodybuilders. You know, they've kind of, they're, they're, they're the world's most effective dieters. Uh, they've discovered a multifaceted strategy. And um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, the combination of things that will lead to firing up your metabolism, stripping your, your physique of fat, getting into better health, and just feeling better. Keeping the fire so, going. Yeah. Keep the fire going and, and make it hotter. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should start the fire to begin with. Let's do yes. it. So, Marty, you want to take it from there? Get us started here? Yeah. Um, again, you know, when you look up metabolism and just Google it up, it's people have spent their entire lives researching researching it you know and you look and i'm so impressed by the degree and depth of the science that's out there and that's on the one hand on the other hand i've got i don't know whatever 40 years of empirical experience dealing with bodybuilders i myself am not a bodybuilder i never have been uh however i've written about them i've been exposed to them i wrote for uh muscle and fitness uh, what did I post? 83 feature length articles for muscle and fitness during my tenure there. I was the lead writer uh, at the Olympia and the Arnold Classic, sitting in the middle front row, writing the, the, the contest result or, you know, Dorian's back routine. Uh, so I was intimately involved. I made my living interviewing the world's best bodybuilders on what they, how they got that way, how they trained how they ate, how they rested, you know, that kind of stuff. Obviously we didn't get into the performance enhancing drugs, but right. so uh, because of that, there was a commonality that uh, came pretty, pretty clear. Uh, also I've had years working with uh, John Perillo and John's got very strong ideas on this, this topic, this idea that with a, with a combination of intense exercise, two types, resistance training, cardio, plus a very disciplined approach toward nutrition, you can, you can amp up the metabolism, they, you know, or they, they call it build the metabolism. It's like turning, turning the thermostat in your home up to 95 degrees, what's gonna happen? You're gonna burn a, a hell of a lot of heating fuel, heating oil, right? crank the thermostat up. Well, that's what the bodybuilders have, have done. They, through this skillful balancing act of food and exercise, um, they've, they've accelerated the rate at which they burn calories at rest. And, and there's a very specific way in which they do it. Um, Jim has got, of course, he's still actively involved as a competitive bodybuilder. So he, he knows this strategy firsthand. The, the point I want to make before I hand the ball off to Jimmy is that most, the reason that we're talking about this is that this is apparently outside of the, the bodybuilding community, a very uh, 
unbeknownst topic. I, we, I was talking to some guys the other week and they're like, what, what are you talking about? You know, they thought I was talking, you know, French or something. And it's like, well, this is the way that we think and this is the way that we act. And maybe this is also the way that we, re we stay relatively lean because I know that Jim and I adhere um, to these broad stroke strategies. So do you, JP, you adhere to the broad stroke bodybuilding nutritional yes, strategies. We, ti we tighten that up. We don't, we're not entering the Olympia. We don't have to show up with 2% body fat percentile, but still we can use the, these big strokes. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to filibuster here. So Jim, yeah, why don't you yeah, I was tell them about your experience? Yeah. I was going to ask you, Marty. So when you were interviewing those guys, what was that? Early nineties? Yeah, I was there. I was there through the Dorian reign. Okay. I, came, I came. I came in his first year, and when he quit, I quit. Well, actually, <laughs> we mutually left each other's employee. Right. Um, what's interesting is the old school guys, the Arnolds and Francos, and all those guys. I think they were taking it their metabolism was cranked up because of the multiple workouts, right? Exactly. And when the intense short training came along, guys started mm -hmm. you know, training short. That's sort of when the cardio became uh, a big deal. Get, 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 and, guess and, who, the, and guess who introduced cardio into bodybuilding? Yes. John, John, John Perillo. Yeah, and when was that, Marty? The uh, 80, yeah, early, early mid '80s. John got on yeah. that, got on that, and said, "Look, guys, the fitter we get, the more muscle we're going to be able to hold." Yeah, right. And that but was Jim. So Go ahead, Jim. You're exactly right. I mean, the volume these guys were doing back in Arnold's day. We talk about it all the time. I mean, Arnold was doing 700 sets a week. <laughs> you know, well, that's going to well, burn was, off well, a lot of calories. Yeah, it was cardio. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But isn't that interesting? Because, you know, Marty, you and I talk about all the time that when Arnold first came here, he may have developed all the size that he ever had. Oh, he was big. He was, he was, he was big. He was big as a Clydesdale. And yeah. why is that? And he just sharpened that up by doing those multiple. Be because he worked up to deadlifting 700. Yes. Yeah. He was, he was doing some powerlifting. That's right. right. Yeah. So he developed that base and then he chiseled it with, I mean, obviously he gained some, you know, they say quality, you know, you can see the difference in the muscle, but it's more muscle maturity, I think, over time. But, you know, it wasn't a cardio thing. It was, if we want to burn fat, we're going to go tuna, water, and work out two, three times a day, seven days a week. And and those guys were athletic, both Arnold and Franco, and, and, and most of those guys, I mean, they, they would run, they would swim, they could move. They were not gargantuan they statues that, that couldn't move or scratch the middle of their back. Right. Right. I mean, you know what, too, you know what, too, back then, I think people had still had regular jobs because it wasn't bodybuilding wasn't such a, a thing like it is today where you're, you know, everybody is sponsored and all that. You know, you look back and I think Franco and, and Arnold used to be bricklayers and, and things like that, you know, working out in the hot sun, sweating all day and doing things. Yeah, like well, that. I, I think that lasted for about six months. And so Arnold no. said, Joe, give me more money. That was right. <laughs> I don't want to do this bricklay. <laughs> you know, you want me to tell you, let me tell you inside. Uh, Bill Starr told me a story. This is off topic totally, but people will like it. So Arnold wasn't didn't get paid by Joe. This is all alleged, right? Um, and so Arnold got in his little VW and went to the airport and said, I'm leaving. 
And, <laughs> and they ran after him. You know, they chased after him and got him at the airport and said, we'll give you more money. We, you know, they supposedly Joe didn't want to squeeze out a dime. You know, he was holding on to everything back then. That's right. His uh, great was, wife was leaving the country, you know. The, the visual of a, a, a huge Arnold stuffed into a VW <laughs> bug at the time. That's yeah. uh, that's the best part of the story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they probably took him back to the Weeder Research Clinic. Right. <sighs> Science department. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so Jim, break it down. I mean, how, what, what's involved here in amping up the metabolism? I mean, there's, there's yeah. multiple things that we need to put together here that need to come together so that this works and starts firing things up so we start yeah. stripping ourselves of fat if i was gonna say okay i got 12 weeks or nine weeks or whatever um how would i do my diet and training i would not change much in the training i think uh, a lot of people make the mistake of okay now no. we're now we're getting ready for a show or now we're getting ready for a wedding or now we're, you know whatever your goal is to get ripped up and keep the metabolism going faster is that they think that light weights and, and high reps are going to do it. I think you want to stay right. as big and strong as possible, shed that fat with diet and multiple cardio sessions. Right. Um, we just talked about that with Rich Salky. Yeah. And Rich is, I think he's right on, you know, he, his big, I used to say, well, Rich, should I just do everything in, in the morning, you know, do an hour and a half straight. And he would be like, no, let's switch it to three different sessions, you know, 30, yeah. 30 and 30, because as soon as your body starts to slow down, as soon as your body says, oh, I'm going to conserve, I'm going to, you know, save this fat, man, you're on that bike again, or man, you're, you're going for a fast walk or, you know, whatever. And, 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 and why? Because that, that gives the metabolism a jolt. Right. You know, you know what else gives the metabolism a jolt? Right. Clean food. Now, defining clean food, that's protein and fibrous carbs. Right. If, you, if you eat those two foods, your metabolism has to crank up a little bit in order to digest them. Right. Exactly right. So there's a, there's a light jolt. Now, if you're a competitive bodybuilder and you're eating six times a day, well, that's six light jolts over the course of a day because basically you're eating protein fiber and either you're a fat person and you got a little fat in your diet or you're a carb bodybuilder and you don't have any fat in your diet, but you have some starch carbs, natural starch carbs, rice, potatoes, one or the other. Uh, so you get these mini jolts from these clean meals and then you get the big jolts from the exercise. Now, if you're training six days a week, doing fasted cardio in the morning, having a weight training session in the afternoon, that's another 14 jolts. So six times seven, 40, so you got roughly 50 light and heavy metabolic jolts occurring over the course of a seven day period. Okay. By the way, you, just then, the you, then you continue that for 10 weeks, 70 days in a row. Yeah. All right. Just to, just to color a little bit more on uh, what you said about eating more protein to amp up the, uh, metabolism, I was doing a little bit of research and it says your body burns up more calories digesting protein than it does 
eating fat or carbs, the thermogenic effect of protein is 25, 25%, meaning 25% of the calories of each gram of protein is burned off through digestion, whereas the thermogenic effect of carbohydrates is 5% and is only 2% for fat. So yeah, your, your body's working a lot harder to digest that it, protein. That's the thermic effect of food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it's, and it's not, I mean, it's not the same as, you know, doing an, an intense lifting session, but it, right. it's something in particular. A piece if, of it. Yeah. And also you're cleaned out, your, your insulin receptor sites are clean and you're, you're, you're clearing insulin because you're not, first off, you're not eating much in the way. Well, if you're a starch guy, you can, you, you, manip, you manip, manipulate insulin, right, Jim? Take, take in your insulin after a hard training session. Right, right, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. What, do you, what are you guys doing to raise your insulin after your workout? First workout. <laughs> That's the easiest, anything. <laughs> well, right, anything, but you can have a Snickers bar. You're not okay. having fruit juice though, are you? Because the fructose no. takes longer to get in the to to. to I, I never. I, I don't know. We don't take it that. Yeah, the mind, that, the that mind degree. That, when you get into that supreme, I remember Flex Wheeler was saying, you know, he eats two every two. He was eating when he really got into great shape. Uh, it was towards the end of his career, and he had his alarm set. You know, every two hours he ate, and they were like, yeah. "What about post workout?" And all he was eating was ground turkey and rice at the time, and he oh. was like. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I tell you, when I, when I interviewed him, I interviewed him for a body part article, yeah. and he told me, he said, I hate bodybuilding. He, was doing, he said he got up every morning, and he had to walk in a steep incline for an hour. Yeah. Then he would do the same thing, I think, later in the day. Yeah, that was he, was, he was eating 14 chicken breasts a day. Yeah. And I believe he was only allowing himself rice every second or third day. Right. And he, he said, man, this is like, this is like being in prison, <laughs> right? Like they've got you and, you know, yeah. and they're torturing you. You will talk, you will tell us what we want to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you I just remember the world is ending the whole day. I remember me, you know, when I was working for Lose Wicked American Sports Network doing the, the American Muscle Show, I think it was, myself and ron harris and a couple other guys we're down at the uh you know ron harris yes i do <laughs> we were down at the uh powerhouse gym is in fullerton california we were doing a shoot flex was there we were doing a shoot with him and this was like 1991 and uh i just remember you know i was like 19 at the time and he was up and coming and i just remember him being the nicest guy and I we you know he was talking to us he took his time and just you know talked to us and you know talk about training and stuff he was just a, a real inspiration to us and we uh had a great time that day but I always thought he was a uh, a, a good dude but yeah. uh yeah he had some and and the I think what we really like not to get off topic but I think what we really liked about him was his incredible symmetry and Lou saw that too. And I'll never forget at one of the bodybuilding shows, the song was over and he was screaming, let him go, let him go. He was, uh, he was posing to some Mariah Carey song. Mm -hmm. And that's how incredible Lou thought he was just to let him pose past his, his time. Pretty cool. 
Yeah. But what, what struck me was, you know, when they asked him about post-workout meal, he's like turkey and rice. And then what about after that turkey and rice? Like he didn't get off of the whole food stuff. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are some guys who I respect and listen to everything they say about pre, intra, and post and all that. But I don't know, man. I'd rather just eat food. I'd rather just stay on the schedule and eat food. Because if I had some apple juice when I was really training for something, that would screw my mind up so much. I'd go eat a pizza. You'd go eat pizza? Yeah, I'd be like, no, no. Because, you know, the floodgates are open now, man. You blew it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's spin back to this accelerating the metabolism. The, 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 the image that Perillo uses that I like is he said, he said, it's just like you have to start. It's like the, it's the image of a bonfire. You want to, how do you build a bonfire? Well, you have to start with kindling and a match, right? And, and you get the small thing going. And then as it grows, you're able to add larger and larger sticks and branches and then logs and then bigger logs. He's, but now this is, this is where it gets interesting, almost fable-like, is he goes, but he said the wood has to be hard and dry, akin to clean fuel, to, right? right? Clean calories, right? He said, if the wood is green and uncured, It'll burn smoky and it won't completely combust. There'll be leftover particles of the wood. Oh, like fat yeah. deposits, right? Yeah, and what happens when Very you- cool. So, no, uh, uh, let me finish. So, so what you do is you throw slightly larger, slightly larger, slightly larger, beautiful hardwood chunks of wood onto the fire until the fire turns into a bonfire, turns into like a forest fire. Now, at that point, he said, Marty, at that point, you can, you, 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 the athlete, the bodybuilder needs so many calories, they can just about throw in anything and it will satisfy the raging metabolism. The great example was Michael Phelps, the swimmer. He was taking in 12,000 calories a day. They wow. did a big, they did big layouts in the paper. They put all the food that this kid ate. Well, yeah, but he was in the pool for seven hours a day and his coach, his coach made him every lap. He had to leap out of the pool, stand up, turn around and jump back in. Yeah. And plus, and this guy, he did a thousand laps a day. Every yeah. time he did a lap, one had to get out of the pool. It was to strengthen his body. He was burning so many calories. He would just, he'd like eat, uh, I don't know, three, and it didn't matter. Yeah, it could you, be yeah. pizza, uh, you know, ice cream, anything. I just need, I need the calories to fuel this raging forest fire. Yeah. But order, you know what, too? He can't keep eating chicken breasts in order to get those calories. No. Yeah. But you yeah. know what, too? Plus, he's a functioning athlete. He's not a bodybuilding statue. Swimming, I think swimming alone really uh, amps up the metabolism a little bit extra than anything else anyway, because a little cold, when you get out of the pool, if you've been in there for an hour or two, you ever notice how hungry you are, especially if the if the water t- temperature is you know, body, cold. The body has to heat up in order right. to... The ocean's a perfect example. Combo, oh, yeah. The cold water, right? So, yeah, there's a, yeah, it's a, plus, I love swimming. I think it's the ultimate cardio exercise if you're a good swimmer because there's no stress in the joints. 
Yeah. You're suspended. Right. You know, you, and plus you can change, you can go on your, on your stomach, you can go on your side, you can go on your other side, you can go on your back, you can use just your arms, you can use just your legs, and there's no stress on the, on, on the organism. Beautiful. I can't swim worth a damn. I sink like a rock. Well, okay? you burn more calories then. <laughs> You're too dense. You're too damn uh, dense. Now I know ne we never learned how to swim and we didn't have we didn't have swimming pools when I came up. There was no public pool when I came and up. And you guys there had swimming no... holes though. No, no we didn't. No, 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 we didn't. No, yeah, no, we, we, did. didn't. No. No, we didn't we didn't we didn't live in the in the hillbilly mountains with uh, Boyd Crowder like you did, JP. Yeah. Well, that's what we had, man. We had we used to walk through the cornfield into the swimming hole. We'd bomb it out with rocks first to make sure there's no snakes in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, you wore your way we go. You wore your hats and no shirts and kept on yeah. overalls, straw hats, you know, <laughs> hey, right. corn cob pipe. So, so as as Jim was pointing out, what he's got to do cardio. Yeah. He's got to lift hard and heavy. He's got to eat with discipline. Uh, in addition, you've got to be able to function. You, there's a razor's edge. You have to take in enough food fuel yeah. to keep moving ahead, but you have to take in the right type and the right amount because the idea is you're stripping body fat, but you have to retain muscle. That's the, that's the beauty of bodybuilding. Other diets, you can lose massive amounts of weight, but if you lose massive amounts of muscle, then, you know, you're just a miniaturized version of your old fat self. Your skinny fat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had a very good friend of mine. He let his body weight get up to 325 after he got out of high school for about 10 years. Then he went on, you know, the crash diet, uh, dieted down to 225, was so pleased with himself, but he was still fat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because he was still packing 30% body fat at 225. Right. So anyway, the point being is that you have to have the right food fuel. Uh, how about timing, Jim? Uh, nutrient timing, food timing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I, I was always like, never let four hours go by. So I wasn't, I didn't never did the six to eight meals. I think I was four meals and a shake. Uh, um, because I was eating pretty high calorie stuff. If I, if I went eight meals, it would be, or six, eight meals would be too much. So I was ground, I'm usually ground beef until like five weeks out. And then I switched to fish. So, you know, six, six, eight meals of ground beef. Now your calories are getting, you know, a little out of control. So, uh, I was better. So, mm -hmm. so Jim, talk about that. Talk about increasing the number of meals, but you know, um, bringing the actual quantity of each meal down. What does that do to the, the metabolism? Well, it's just what Marty said, you know, we were talking about that because what I picture is that big bonfire. And then, you know, my dad going, Hey, go get some, go get some twigs. Cause you put the twigs in and they immediately catch fire. Then you right put so. some more, they immediately catch fire because now once you have that rolling, right, then you can add, and that's the, and the analogy is the small, small meals, right? Yeah. With, with yeah. the twigs and that just goes and goes and goes and then a little more and a little more um well I, I will tell you this though i've had a huge success with and i trained a lot of wrestlers and and they would say to me you know we'd get on some diets and they a lot of them like the low carbs but cycling it okay so i got a big wrestling day now i'm going to take in some more carbs or if smart, they really smart smart yeah and if they really did well on fat because remember everybody's different then we would up their fats or whatever 
but they would always hit a plateau. And what I would tell them, I would say, what's, what, what, what are we doing now? Carb intake. Uh, we're doing 200, you know, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays cause they're not real active. And I'm like, let's go 500 to 700 on both days. They would lose weight on Monday or Tuesday. They would be down in weight, like considerably like five pounds. And what do you attribute that to? Well, I think they just slow down. Their metabolism is slowing and slowing and slowing and your body needs that fuel. Right. And it sort of shocks the body. You know, I'm not biology here. I'm just saying, I think it shocks the body into, Oh, I needed that. Let's shed shed some weight. What do you think? That's empirical reality. That's that, you you know what I mean? We don't, we're not, we're not, um, we're not against science or competing with science. We're just sharing our experiences. Right. Right. Now, Jim, what you just what you what you just described, would you call that the zigzag approach? We talked about that from uh, from Hatfield, his yeah, approach to zigzag. That's the same stuff. You're you're eating for your activity level. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's now, logical. That's logical. That makes sense. It, it makes sense, doesn't it? Right. I, I, th- I mean, you know what? I do that. I do that. I do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That. But can that help us fire up the metabolism? Yeah, if you're eating, if you're eating oh, yeah. uh, clean food, yeah, you can if you're eating ice cream and and drinking fruit juice and having pancakes for breakfast. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. We know what we know what clean f- fuel right. is. It ain't it ain't pizza. Yeah. It's not beer. God bless but, it. Yeah, about- I've, and I've done both approaches. You know. Uh, in the 80s, I did uh, rice and tuna and rice and chicken. Yeah. And, oh, I lost Ooh. weight. The problem yeah. is, is that that stuff burns up pretty fast, and you're freaking hungry fast. Yeah, you know, uh, with a little. It's not. Su- it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. I mean, you can if you have willpower. Dave Draper. <laughs> Dave had willpower, and man, he could get himself ripped up. But yeah. he, if you look at, it, I mean, he just didn't look happy. No. <laughs> And he's haggard looking, haggard looking. You know, Jim, when when you're eating those little tiny cans of tuna, you really get uh, hungry fast too. I heard. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a little irritable, and a little yeah. irritable, and it just pissed all the time, but, right? But but that that fish and water diet that was the original <laughs> way. Guys figured out what well, could be fish and water. It could be any lean protein yeah. and water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ken, I remember Ken Waller told me one time, he said that his, his go-to protein was, he said, I like uh, turkey breast. So instead of fish and water, it was turkey breast and water, yeah. right? So. Or it could be, for me, it might be shrimp. I love sh- steamed shrimp. I could they probably- should have done a steak and water. Oh, uh, now that, now, yeah. That was Vince Garanda's thing. Although Vince was high fat. Vince would also have guys like drink straight cream. I love I love Vince's nutritional. <laughs> is there is there anything to eating the shrimp because of the iodine content? It's got iodine in it, right? I'm doing all right. I probably ate enough shrimp to fill I mean, a pond. But if you don't have enough iodine in your in your body, your thyroid is not gonna is not gonna function properly, right? So I don't I don't think that in those terms, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you're okay, <laughs> even if you had it every day. Well, I mean, because now, now also salt. Now, if people are supplementing, uh, you know, substituting regular salt for sea salt, now sea salt doesn't have iodine in it. So I think you know, I was talking with somebody. I was I was um, 
So I, I won't name the name, but it's a, you guys know who it is. And he goes, go down to the uh, pharmacy and, and uh, buy a bottle of iodine. Um, and he goes, take drops of that, you know, you throughout the day. He goes, it says it's poisonous, but it ain't. Jim. I go, what? Yeah. Have you, Jim, have you ever heard of that? Take an iodine Jim, drop? Jim, I, Jim, Jimmy, channel the weasel. I've talked to, I've talked to, uh, an endocrinologist I went to, and he's like, "Man, you got to be super careful with this shoot that stuff. If your iodine levels are fine, don't mess with it." But that's yeah, it. yeah, and and I'm not advocating that at all. That was just what a guy told me to do once, and I never yeah. did it. It didn't sound right to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, into into uh, intuition is a thing. You know, people tell you stuff, and it doesn't but, sound right. But what about what about supplements? We we talk about diet, we talk about cardio, we talk about weightlifting, but what about supplementation? Yeah. Where does that come in? Is it, you know, and the one thing with supplements, you got to be very careful because they're not regulated. They can pretty much kind of say what they want. Uh, most of it's bogus. There's a few proven supplements that, that actually work and do things. But how about for raising the metabolism? How about an, an amino acid like taurine? Do you ever take taurine? Marty, you ever take any of that stuff? You got to be kidding. Um, there's only, there's I got to ask questions, man. Look, man, there's only there's only one metabolism stimulating supplement, and that's MCTs. Mm -hmm. Medium okay. chain triglycerides, yes. Yeah, 100 calories per tablespoon. Yeah, which are making a huge uh, comeback, by the way. And, well, it should. It's, uh, you know, it's even shown to help possibly potentially help out, you know, Alzheimer's and, and people yep. who have cognitive. It might help um well grease, grease up the brain circuitry so but mcts like alcohol go to the head of the oxidation line so when you take them into your body no matter what else is in your body booze and mcts get digested get used utilized first again again this is my understanding based on experts in bodybuilding who have told me this i haven't talked to any metabolic scientist on this right so this is the empirical uh, you know bodybuilding has really been what a 60-year case study in nutrition and mm -hmm. um, exercise and again swing back to the point that bodybuilders are the, the leanest athletes in the world. Um, and although we, I substitute the individual components, I think you should have a disciplined approach to nutrition. My approach is not their approach. I think you should have a disciplined approach to resistance training. My approach is not their approach. I think you should have a disciplined approach to cardio. My cardio is not their cardio. But the three elements, right? you need to practice that that will stimulate metabolism again you can't you can't jack up the metabolism it starts with it's all about diet and cardio really yes resistance training is great resistance training helps but you can resistance train from now to hell freezes over if you don't have the diet and the cardio element and yes. one of the others not is near as good as both there's a synergy when you have diet and cardio where the sum total exceeds the realistic expectation right let me get back to supplements for just one well, i kind of like that i thought you thought it was a good point right jim it's a good point you know, now the, the, 
JP, are you going to ask about the stimulants? I didn't know because I can talk. No, about no. In fact, this is to you, Jim. Fat burners. I've never taken fat burners, but I understand there's a big market for it. Man, I've taken everything mm -hmm. legal and illegal to burn fat. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, the, the best stuff I ever took was the ephedrine in a pure form, which yeah, I guess yeah. you don't find it anymore. But that, you know. So, so it's sort of like a chicken and egg thing. So does that actually ramp up your metabolism or does it actually make you do the cardio harder that ramps up the metabolism? Because when, when you're sort of a virgin with that stuff and, and I guess your, your receptors are, are clean and waiting on that and, you know, just have such a great reaction to that, you're pedaling that bike like smoke's coming off you, man. You know, well, I mean, yeah, but before you get on the bike, you're jiggling like you've been electrocuted. Right. Your heart, your heart, uh, your heart rate is increased. Look, yeah. if coffee can kind of amp up the metabolism a little bit, I'm sure a fat yeah. burner with all kinds of no and caffeine, free, there, fatty acids, and all that stuff. The problem yeah. is, is that you get used to it so fast. Like I could drink 36 ounces of coffee right now, the strongest stuff, and go right to sleep. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I haven't taken ephedrine in 10 years. If I took ephedrine right now, I'd be smoked, man. You'd repaint the house. I'd be cleaning. I'd <laughs> That's right. Flipping meals, flipping pancakes and pizza. You'd turn into a volume trainer. Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, it, it, you know, that stuff doesn't end. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I tried like all back in the old days and stuff, but that, that first of all, it scared to, to, scares you to death because it messes with your the way your heart beats, you know, at least it did it with me. So I, was, I got off of that stuff. Is, is that wrong? <laughs> now, you know what? It didn't do that to me. I was just so fired up. It's like I was like out of my mind. With what? You know, with which with, one? With, with ephedrine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I, I thought ephedrine worked the best. I mean, I've taken Adipex before. That's a, a prescription uh, stimulant, but it made me so dehydrated. Then when I had my levels checked, my yeah. doctor was like, dude, you're going to pull your, you're going to rip your bicep off your bone if you don't stop taking that stuff. I couldn't keep up with the intake of, of, uh, you know, water and minerals in order to, to sort of counteract that. But with ephedrine now my, I was sweating and all that, but I could take in enough vitamins and minerals and water to, uh, stop the cramping and the dehydration. So yeah. stuff works. I've had, I've had some of that stuff they have out these days. And it's like baby stuff, man, compared to the old days, you know? Um, well, there's a, there's a famous, that, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that and energy drinks. I think some people have, you know, there's been deaths from the stuff. You know, everybody abuses this stuff when it comes out. And you have to be very careful with it. Yeah, you're not sure how your body is going to react. Right. You know what I mean, but there's a, I was at, when I was still working at Penn, one of the, local strength coaches from another university came in and he had been out to this famous gym um in the midwest and he's and he got said man how'd you like it and he goes dude it's crazy they're they're like sniffing meth in the parking lot before they lift stuff like that <laughs> Get, getting cranked up to go and i was like wow that's really cool but of course i didn't say that to him i was like oh that's awful but um <laughs> when marty went when in the 60s and 70s were stimulants a thing were were was it just let's have a strong cup of black coffee or was it? Yeah, it was well in the, in the, you know, in the sixties and seventies, the wide held belief was cocaine was not addictive. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, next subject. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was black beauties, yellow jackets. Yeah. All that stuff. Right. Doing that Marty. Were you aware? I, uh, Marty, I'm going to take the fifth oh, amendment on that. <laughs> 
I'm going to plead the fifth. All right. Hey, Alleg- this is 60s. What are you going to do? Allegedly, I've seen, I've seen it and heard about it and yeah. maybe participated. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So, back to stimulating the metabolism naturally. Yeah. Right? Uh, what MCTs have you used, Jim, that you... you uh, I think I started off Blackman's, what was that, Twin Lab? Mm-hmm. Started off. Oh, that. that was oh, that was awful. Oof. Always a huge believer in MCT. Where the dieting was rich, he added those in. And I didn't really notice the effects until. How, how about the the recent stuff? What's the big seller? What is it? Well, I used the brain octane on that last show I did. Okay, that's from the bulletproof coffee guy, and that's that's I've talked about that before. I, I felt like I had a lot more energy, and I felt like cognitively I was so much sharper. How would you how would you take it in and how much and how how spread out? A couple tablespoons on my beef or sweet potato every time I ate. So over over top of food, you'd use yeah. it like a drizzle it over top of food. Yeah, you just you don't taste it at all. I put it in my coffee also. So, but but wait a minute for the MCTs. I gotta ask: Did you start off with two tablespoons on each meal? No, you gotta start off slow. I mean, I'd been taking mm-hmm. daily in my coffee, but just like one tablespoon. The, the stomach the stomach cramp thing yeah it'll give you cramps yeah i couldn't ever get used to it and i you know i did the thing where you start with a tablespoon a yeah. meal for three days and then you go up to two and once i hit two i like an hour later i would get this weird well, just back off cramp. you don't, well you don't need two. just go back to one but don't throw the baby out with the bath water right. yeah the benefits are probably better you know? but you Absolutely. know that the 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 cap try that Perillo makes, I mean, he's even got butter flavor, man. I used to love to put that on food. It was so good. But just limit it to one. Just limit yourself right. to one. Yeah. Uh, Stacy's also got some natural coconut stuff that it. Right. Um, she, we use it. I use it as her cooking foil. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I cook fried chicken in. We like fry I fry chicken and whole wheat flour. We do fish, fish fillets, which are delicious. I um, I do great uh, breaded salmon. I figured out how to put a, a, a crispy coat of breading on a huge, beautiful chunk of salmon. My my boys are all like, this is the greatest food we've ever eaten. <laughs> yes, it is. So, I mean, it's uh, it has uses. And the same MCT, um, it's uh, in the winter. It's solidified. It's it's white. It smells like coconut. But you you can also take it like Jim Jim does. Um, where you can heat it up and sprinkle it over food. So I think it's a. Uh, now that's also supposed to have a super thermic effect. And I, now I think you talked about uh, protein. Took what point two five. 25 percent of it i think i think mcts might be twice that they could be now on coconut oil i mean isn't so isn't that where the mcts are derived from that's it that's the only source that's the only source right but isn't there some reason why you you can cook with uh the coconut oil and all that but you don't necessarily want to take it like a cap try or something like that right because it's not all MCTs, right? What's the what's the reason? No, 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 no. That's not that, that's false. The stuff that we have is <clears throat> completely, totally potent. It's already been checked out by the Weston A. Price Foundation. So I don't know which MCTs you're taking, but you're it's not about, the MCT. Uh, JP, you're asking what's the difference between coconut oil and MCT? 
Yeah, exactly. Because I, I used to take coconut oil too. And when it's white, I used to just scoop it out and, and eat it. <laughs> take a scoop, you know, a spoonful. Yeah. Well, you you were getting some medium chain triglycerides, but right. it wasn't it wasn't refined and distilled yeah. like, like they do with uh, making a premier balsamic vinegar. Yeah, right. You know. So anyway, so MCTs are a great supplemental choice, but the real important thing is if you have the the exercise has to be of intensity that's sufficient enough to actually trigger progress. Right. If you're if it's resistance training, you have to train hard and heavy enough to to trip the hypertrophy switch. Now, I want to ask you a question about that. Of, yes, sir. Of course. Exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk a lot about minimalistic training and we talk about some people are so limited by their occupations, their life in general. They can only train one day a week or two or whatever. Um, so effectively, can we raise the metabolism to what we want it to be training one or two days a week? Weightlifting. Well, you're, you're not getting, you could train six days a week for an hour and you're not going to get near the metabolic jolt that you're going to get off of an intense cardio session. It's two, it's two different things. Yes, you get a nice jolt off the weight training, but it's, it's, it's of a different flavor a variety okay the cardio is the main thing particularly if it's the fasted cardio right jim yeah i mean you know and you talk about empirical stuff with the fasted cardio i mean everybody said i mean you can you know there's tons of research oh it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no i know for a fact it works for me and every bodybuilder you talk to says that works for them so if 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 there's all that bodybuilders have no allegiance if the method either works or it doesn't and if it doesn't work they get rid of it right and they wouldn't take the chance uh if it didn't work but uh it'd be a waste of time i mean they spend every morning go to any big league bodybuilding gym and at opening you're going to see every cardio machine in that place with a big big guy on it doing their and let's define faster cardio it's very simple before you take in your first carbohydrates of the day do cardio or sugar or what or sugar what are you talking about that is, if you're having sugar, like fruit juice or whatever, I'm saying no fruit carbs, juice. No, no, sugar. no, 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 of course not. Carbs and sugar, same right. thing. Right, carbs and sugar, same thing. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, so you do the fasted cardio, that kickstarts. So I always had a rule. I wasn't allowed to eat until I did my 30 to 30 minutes to 60 minutes, you know, so. You'd have your coffee. No question. I'd have coffee or stimulants um, 30 minutes before I got started. And by the time I hit the bike or whatever I was doing that day, usually the bike, um, I was rolling. But but Jim was breaking sweat. There There are too many people who do cardio that don't sweat. I mean, honestly, folks, if you're not sweating, are you really going to get much out of it? Yes, you'll get a you'll get a little degree of fitness and you'll get a little bit of a calorie burn, but you really need to work to a level where in your cardio you're sweating and in your lifting, you're you're taking it to safe failure. Or 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 we call it failure minus one, right? You do a rep, but man, I don't have another one in me. Dude, you've done your duty. Rack it, great, great job. Okay, that's success in resistance training, being able to do a rep and 
know in your heart you don't have another one in you. You don't have to eat the rep. You don't have to fail. You don't. You know what I mean? Now, if it's a curl, who cares, right? Oh, I can fail in a curl or, or tricep push down, right, JP? Yeah. That's that's not, but not in a squat or a deadlift or a bench press or something that can hurt you. Yeah, overhead press so, that can that can hurt you. Okay, it'd so defined, right? it'd be defined as in a squat. When, when you're, if you know that next rep, you're going to have to good morning it a little bit, or you're going to have to, mm -hmm. rack it. yeah, if the last rep that you can do with good form, rack it, rack it, right. And you've done your duty. You've done great. And you will reap the benefit I tell and, you, move, and move on. Yeah, that's right. If, if, uh, yeah, hit it with a hammer and get it done. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. well, Marty, right. something that you brought up recently was, uh, Kurt Kowalski and you, you, had a, I don't know if it, it was an epiphany, but you just noticed that, hey, this guy never grinds. <laughs> yeah. You know, and look, yeah. look where he got, right? You know, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, just, I don't know. You have a Satoria light bulb moment. I've been, I've been watching Kirk Lips and God, he was 16 <laughs> years old, right? And we, yeah. this was, a, I don't know, a year ago. And just looking at him and going, I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen him grind a rep. Yeah. And he's, he's so, well, also he's so egoless that you, where you and I, we can do snappy reps, but if we grind, no matter what we do snappy, we can do more grinding, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Kirk just said, nope, I'm not going to do it. No, he's got a plan. And, and I remember one time we were lifting at, at the Maryland Athletic Club and he did 500 for five on the deadlift and stopped. Yep. And at the time, he could pull 750 for a double or whatever. Yep. And he said, well, I've been pushing the squat and backing off the deadlift. And now yep. I'm pushing the deadlift and backing off the squat. And that's my first day. Yep. And next week, he'll do 550. And then he'll go, you know, but mm -hmm. he had a plan. And that's and that's the thing, you know, don't let that, oh, man, let's do another set. And let's, you know, somebody talk you into it. No, I got a plan. I got a plan. And I'm, I'm sticking to the plan. Well, uh, also, also, it converts because now I will say this. Uh, when he gets into competition, he's not moving the weight with the velocity. He's not moving a thousand pounds with the, with the velocity that he's moving weight and training. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's a sheer poundage because right. he's just doing a single right one, one time, but I'm telling you, and, and I was looking at him and going, you know, we're slower with 135 in our warmups than he is for 650 for 660 for five. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, wow, we are like programmed in slow motion here. He's on a different planet. I saw the same thing. I was watching a basketball special on, on Allen Iverson, the basketball player. Yeah. And it was like, this dude's on a different speed than the rest of humanity. Yeah, yeah. He just ran around the best players in the NBA like they were a bunch of uh, redwood trees with their feet stuck in the ground. Yeah. Did, uh, right? did, did Kirk ever do cardio or anything like that? Come on, man. You, you have to ask him. I mean, I think he quit. I think he quit smoking for six weeks once. He wasn't doing any cardio. Okay. Yeah, so well, much. To start. And when, and when Marty hooked him up with uh, Durazio. Uh, yeah, Anthony. Then that got his metabolism going. Oh but, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, and his metabolism was going so fast. And mm -hmm. he was eating every two hours and, oh. and, his car, and he was like, yeah, I'm eating sort of low carbs. And so I'm adding them up. It's like 500 carbs, 500 right. to a thousand. You know? right. And he's starving. He's starving. But he, even at, at his peak, he looked like he could have stepped on stage. He was doing no cardio whatsoever at that time. 
No. I would say he's oh, probably, I, I would say honestly, he was probably about 9% body fat. So Jim, wouldn't you? So yeah, he, oh God, he was, his limbs were incredible. His arms and his legs were as good as any I've ever seen. And that includes Tom Platt. Yeah. It's it just oh. about this. When you actually go on a diet and you stick to it, you, you come to the realization that nutrition is everything. Yeah, whether yeah. you're whether you're trying to do a performance diet or you're trying to do a shedding diet or a getting ripped diet, you realize that it's medicine, man. That what mm -hmm. you put in your mouth is goes right into what you want to do, whether you're going to fail at it or succeed at it. You know, there's of course there's huge factors, but it's such a huge part of it that until you really do it and stick to it and you start to realize that. I remember when I was in high school, I did my first show, Mr. Teenage DC. And, uh, you know, I had just been eating pasta and, and beef, my, you know, the whole thing. And when I started cutting back, I was like, oh, this is what it's all about. This is how you look like that. And, this, you know, you don't really know until you do it. But it's a huge, huge part but, of it. But you're seeing weekly changes in, daily, the, mirror, in the mirror, daily changes in the mirror. Yeah. And, you're, and as a teenager, you're running to the mirror every 15 minutes. <laughs> I know that. I know. <laughs> I told right. you that <laughs> Look at that new vein. My nine-year-old nine was uh, down the hallway one day, and I thought he was going to his brother's room to mess around. And there was a mirror at the end of the hallway. And I was like, Max, don't go in James's room. And he said, Dad, I'm not going in his room. I'm flexing. So, you know, he's posing in the mirror. Get to that age. And Good. James is 14, and it's uh, constantly. I like that. You, you look, look at my triceps, Dad. Do you see the striations? <laughs> Do you see it? That's great. That's great. That's great. That's what I was like. That's what I was like. What about, Marty, what about your, your group of guys on Sunday? Now, they're training once a week, and that's it. Now, so that's about as minimalistic as it gets. Now, what about, are you, are you having them do cardio? And if so, what's the strategy? No, no, no. these are not cardio guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but all right, now take the same thing. And for a guy that wants to lean out and do cardio, but he's only got, you know, one or two days a week to, to train with weights, what would you suggest for cardio? To cardio every day. That's what I do, right? Jim? Every what day, do do? half hour. What, what, uh, I'm not doing that. You know, start with start with ten minutes. Yeah, it depends how trained. You trained. build. You build. You 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 jump in at whatever you can do comfortably, and then you add one minute a week. Okay, you maintain that intensity, that initial intensity. Okay, we're gonna go for ten minutes or seven minutes or whatever it comes out to be, but let's. Let's go. Let's let's warm up. You know, take it up a little. Take it up to a, to a point where you're no longer comfortable. Hey, that's enough. Just look at the time. Oh, six minutes and thirty five seconds. Great. Uh, next week we're going to break the seven minute. Period. We're going to go to eight minutes. Great. And then the following week, nine minutes. Well, in Ten weeks, you know, you're you're up to twenty minutes, and you're feeling better. You're looking better. You're you're still operating at that same uh, really accelerated pace that you jumped in at. You're not moderating your intensity because I need to do forty five minutes. Well, if a beginner does forty five minutes of cardio, they're gonna it's gonna be like mall walking, and it's torture too. Well, and they're going to hate that. Like, exactly. Yeah. Let's do five minutes 
and kind of get into it. Yeah. You know, I, think- I tell you what, I tell you, you go, let's go through one song, put the music on, get on the bike or walk, and let's go. We're just going to do one song, four minutes and 23 seconds, right? Just walk on out there to Cool in the Gang or whoever. Cool <laughs> right? in the Gang? Uh, no, let's not walk uh, out to that. Uh, you, you, you better watch your mouth there, son. Actually, I saw them in concert one time. Yeah, and they, were, with they were, and they were great. All right, they now. opened for, I think, Van Halen one time when I went to yeah, see Van Halen. Okay. Yeah, because Van Halen loved them. Now, look, getting yeah. back to this, whatever, whatever you jump in at on your cardio, just add a minute a week. Yeah. Right. But, Jim... Yes. When you're preparing for a show, your cardio strategy does it? You're now you're doing fasted cardio, of course, but does it ever include hit training, or are you no, just doing I'm, that I'm exercise? Just fixing to touch on that, man. Okay, go so, ahead. So the reason why I don't do the hit training, you know, for the last nine weeks or eight Explain weeks. Explain that. Don't assume people know what that high means. Intensity, high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? I think is wonderful. Now here's the deal with that. So like some days, even so now I'm not training for anything. So I'll say, okay, you can either do 30 minutes on the bike or you can do five rounds of Muay Thai. Now, five rounds of Muay Thai takes 10 minutes, right? But I'm drenched puddles all around me, right? Now with the bike, it's going to take 30 minutes to get to that level. And even then it's probably not as good, right? But when you get into the bodybuilding stuff and now you're depleted, and now you're you're so worried about losing muscle. I worried about the hit training. Well, first of all, the energy required to do that, you know, I mean, it's the hardest thing in the world. It's like yeah, yeah. Mountain, right? um, doing that. So I was always like, well, I'm saving my intensity for my lifting. Mm-hmm. Right? And then now I'm so low in fat. I'm so low in carbs anyway that I'm going to be burning that fat on the bike. Yeah, but we, don't, we, we don't need to get down to five percent right so off season or regular person just trying to get in shape has some time i love the fact that that mix you can mix it be up done, be done with that in 15 mix it up mix it up mix it up the variety is the spice of life yeah that's right and, uh you know and i did that all this summer with the mm. 10 rounds of the shadow boxing stuff and i dropped mm. i guess 12 pounds in probably four or five weeks something like that without changing the diet um just and you were fi- and you were fired up to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that that's why you got the gains. That's you right. need to be fired up about your cardio, not dreading it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of look forward to. It, I'll be honest with you, man. You know, it's, it's another way. The to best start. cardio. The best cardio I ever did was when I was doing jujitsu and rolling on the mat with the instructor and just, I mean, you know, I was 300 at the time. And I mean, this guy was about 165, like tapping you you multi, you know, multi-level black belt and all that, just beating my ass all over the mat. But I mean, I tell you what, it's an intense cardio training session. And the thing I liked about it the most was you're learning a skill at the same time. When I'm on an exercise bike or whatever, God love the exercise bike. You know, it's a useful tool, but I just particularly don't like it. I like to be learning something or doing something. And that's why Marty's always talking about, hey, go outside, go out in the woods, run up the hill, you know. Fire trails Marty goes are the best thing to do because you're changing levels. You know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, how on a, on a uh, treadmill, how they have, okay, now you're inclining, now you're, you know, the, the different levels. Well, you're doing that naturally outside. 
because Marty's yeah. going up the big hill for 300, 400 yards, and then he's going on a flat land, then he's going back up, you know, and that is really burning a lot of calories. And you're outside, and we always talk about there's something about being outside. There's something about being in the weather. There's something about nature. And I think you actually burn more for some reason. Um, super oxygenated air. You're not yeah. breathing. You're not breathing rebreathed air that other people breathe inside of a building like a YMCA sitting on an exercise bike. Uh, I, you know, I get to. I can. You know, I. I love to mix it up. I like to. You know, uh, optimally, I, a couple of days a week, I like to play uh, th uh, three, three, three games of racquetball oh. with with a with a good opponent. Uh, that's for That's forty five minutes of intense sweating for me if i could swim i'd swim one day a week for sure right if i was able to, to swim with enough velocity to really generate that it, it, you're looking for accelerated heart rate right uh what else jp i you can get a great cardio workout on, on uh, cross court yes you can yeah doing uh you know doing a different uh circuit on there uh you know the the good thing about suspension training or what marty's talking about the cross core rotational body body training system um you know it's it's uh rotational straps so i mean you can uh do a chest press immediately flip it over and do rows do tricep extensions uh bicep curls squats things like that and all with just utilizing your keep body moving. there's no weight yeah, keep, the, you can keep just keep moving. moving through the whole body, you know, yeah. for any body part that you want to train. I like what you said, JP, about doing something that requires some skill or you're learning a skill. Yeah. That's why I think that the boxing or even just the shadow boxing. So as you get yeah. older, your joints get all screwed up. You know, you got some low arthritis. The shadow boxing, moving around the room, doing two, three minute rounds with a minute rest, doing push-ups in between, doing all that stuff, man. You know, now, now you're... You're, you don't even know that you're doing cardio. I think that's one of the keys, right? If you're you, know, you know why? You're having fun with it. You like nah, it. You're engaged. If right. you're on a if you're on a bike, exactly. you in a, if you're on a bike, you can float away. You can be multitasking. You can't do that if you're doing shadow boxing because you got to be in the driver's seat, inventing the next move. What am I doing next? I'm throwing a right cross. I'm you know, you know what I mean. You're you have to be engaged. That's the beauty of the cross court because you're cutting your own motor pathway. We call it flow and go. You have to stay engaged. We'll put some cool music on and just say, now just create tension and move. And we have them strapped up to the heart rate. Also heart rate monitors, we love. That's your report card. Is your cardio working or not? Most people fool themselves. They think they're generating a much higher heart rate than they actually are again. But again, it mix it up. That's great walk. Most most out of shape people can generate a fantastic heart rate just walking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There was um, there was a cool product we we uh, sold years ago. I don't think I've seen it around anymore, but it's called the Game Bike, and it was a it was a bike with you know it would actually move like a bike, and you could steer it and stuff like that. It was a stationary bike, but it played. Um, it was like Nintendo in front oh, of yeah. you. I'd and <laughs> you get on this thing, it's totally interactive, and yeah. you just forget about yeah. exercise. Yeah. That's right. But they were they were tricking kids into exercising mm -hmm. while you know just playing on this bike. Because they are forcing them to be engaged. Yes. Yeah, because when I'm doing the bike, I want to be disengaged. 
You know what I mean? Because it's so freaking boring. Uh, you can text. You can. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. And but that's not that's not good because then the minutes click by like hours. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the other ways. You know, like training athletes. Oh, I know. So Marty, when we train those special forces and JP, you've been around those guys. There ain't nobody doing distance running, man. And they're ripped. And their traps are sticking out of their free. And they can do anything. And they're also and they also are not doing distance swimming. They're not doing anything distance, man. They are doing no. short, explosive stuff. Yep. Yeah. Because that's what they need in their job. Right. So they're you know, getting up. I, I got a, I got a, I got a sprint from this boulder to that wall without getting shot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you ask them, you're like, "What's the furthest you've ever run in combat?" They're like, hundred yards." You know? How, however, <laughs> however, I'll give you the very, very quick example of um, Danny, one of one of one of our boys, who right. on a whim entered uh what's a half marathon is that 5.8 no that's a 13 13.2 miles 13 miles yeah yeah uh his he girl he was dating in california entered this half marathon and she like mocked and teased him into entering that was a mistake this this guy was a breacher he was um yeah he was a high level tier one guy and so so he uh he entered on a whim and i said well you know how'd you do he said oh man he said i sucked i did terrible and i said well what do you mean he said i only got eighth overall they had, <laughs> they had like 250 people entered he's a big dude too man he's uh, yeah, well six 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 two two yeah. ten yeah. like a nfl safety right yeah yeah but yeah i, I did terrible eighth out of 250 what's wrong with me yeah got you. i suck of course he had done no he hadn't run more than 50 yards in 10 years yeah they'll go and they'll go and do the obstacle course which doesn't take much time and is so specific to what they do uh, <laughs> lift heavy lift heavy oh. and hard uh, they've got a lot of walking carrying over mountains carrying 80 pound packs Right. So, you know, they're all squatting 405, you know? Yeah, uh, no problem. Yeah. And, and they're deadlifting in the fives and all that. And they know the importance of staying as strong as you can because, you know. But they, but they don't have two hours a day, five days a week to no. be in the gym and train. And that's what a bodybuilder does. And that's also what a, what a good Olympic lifter does. A good Olympic lifter spends a lot of time in the gym. Yeah. Well, it's so technical. All right, so we we've about what, tur- turned this thing inside. Yeah, now. why don't we why don't we wrap this up? I did a little bit more research, and let me just go through a few things, a few bullet points sure, uh, that can cause a slow metabolism. And if you guys want to chime in on any of them, just let me know. So, uh, age, of course, as you age, your your metabolism is going to slow down a little bit. Hormones, uh, you know, an under underactive thyroid and diabetes, uh, insulin insulin levels too high, testosterone or estrogen is too low, lack of sleep that can do it, uh, diet of course, like we've talked about, a calorie restrictive diet that can uh, lower it a little bit, lowering the carbs a little bit too much can can uh, lower the metabolism, not eating often enough. And slow it down because your body wants to kind of slow down and reserve because it doesn't it's not sure when it's going to get uh, fed again 
Lack of iodine. I talked about iodine in regular salt, but uh, no sea salt. So keep that in mind if you if you like your sea salt. Not enough water, not enough calcium. Um, certain drugs like antidepressants and others can lower, lower the heart rate and reduce the uh, speed of the metabolism a little bit. Too much stress releases cortisol and cortisol makes it harder for your body to use insulin. And a high fat diet with the wrong fats can affect the way the body uses, utilizes insulin too. So those are just a few little extra things I wanted to bring up at the end. So uh, unless you have any comments on that, I think we have uh, run this thing through its course. Yeah, get started. And, and, you thought, and you thought we didn't have enough to talk about. No, this is real good. I mean, you know, often a lot of this stuff we kind of, hit in bits and pieces we, we take different it, podcasts. The, the three of us take this knowledge for granted. Right, right. You know, and the thing that I always try to do is bring up questions that I think the average guy or the beginner or whatever would want to know because we don't ever want to assume that everybody listening to this is a competitive bodybuilder that already knows the, the terminology and the science and, and all that forbid. stuff. If our entire audience is nothing but competitive bodybuilders, I would resign. <laughs> and you're going to resign? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim's, I think we have a... I don't Jim's, think you have to Jim's worry. Taking we have Jim, you take it. <laughs> yeah, he's the new boss. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Also, the Instagram. Instagram. Before Instagram. The, what, what is it, Jimmy? The at, Marty Gallagher. Yeah. At the Marty Gallagher. Uh, we're going to be uh, launching a website. So, no way. Yeah. All right, I want to write for it. I thought you already had one, though. No, this is. Stacy's, this is, this thing is like an aircraft carrier. This is so is she doing it or are you guys? Doing? Well, of course. What do you think I am? Come on, Well, Jake. I know she does. No, I know she does the other one, which she's, her and I talked she about. Is, uh, she's got this web construction thing down. So well, you'll good be good for her, you'll, man. You'll, you'll be dazzled. You know what? I remember when she started uh, the first one and we talked quite a bit about it because I've, I've been doing this for a long time and she has learned a lot of stuff. Good for uh, her. She's, she's a tiger. Yeah. No, she's cubed. all over it. She's cubed. She's a tiger, <laughs> tiger cubed. All right. So look for that. Visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. We've got tons and tons of bumpers that are shipping out immediately. Uh, urethane Olympic plates, dumbbells, sets, full sets of dumbbells, Olympic bars. It's a shorty uh, bar thing. Yeah, the Texas shorty bar. If yeah, you're looking a for client, a new client that loves it, that loves it, he just yeah. Now what the, the what the Texas shorty bar is? It's it's an Olympic bar. It's an Olympic weightlifting bar um, with the same inside dimensions. The uh, you know so it's rackable. It's totally rackable where we took it down from seven feet to six feet is we cut off the sleeves a little bit. So you've still got a totally functional bar that's rackable, do whatever you want, same as a seven foot bar, but it's got shorter ends. 
And if you're so, working with steel plates and all that, you know, you usually have plenty of room for all your, your main lifts. Send, send, send one to Don Berry's and we'll get some video using this thing. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I think that I you keep, why you keep laughing? <laughs> That's like the what, testing what, 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 grounds. What's wrong with him, Jim? Every time I bring it up, he goes into maniacal laughter. I have sent you stuff. I've sent you well, lots I'm, of stuff. Do you I, want some uh, some of those I, fancy straps? No, you want some more? No, of those? I'm just I'm offering you a favor. I'm saying if you send it All to right. us, we'll create beautiful videos that will help show people how incredible this is. We don't right. we don't no, care about that. the money. If you want the money, we'll send you the money. <laughs> I don't want the money from you. I would never want the money. Oh, I'm All just right. saying it's just you know I, you know we we I thought we I thought we we're doing you a favor here by saying hey let us let us yeah you know, no you are that's the that's the Marty Gallagher proving do, grounds do over some there, do some video thing. maybe Kirk will show up okay. all right <laughs> new Jim Steel articles can be found on Iron Company in the articles section uh, the latest one he's got right now is uh, shortcuts for getting bigger and stronger. Good reading. article. One I'm reading. One I'm reading. What? That's a, that's a, not really, but you're going to do it anyway. Uh, fried Twinkies, Buckle Bunnies, and Bull Riders. Perfect. A year, a year inside the professional Bull Riders tour. That's pretty good. Who wrote, that? Is, Who wrote that? Is this what you read when you're doing cardio? Josh Peter. Yeah, Knapp. you know, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm fascinated by bull riding, so that's my... Well, let's know how that turns out. And I mean, you know, you might have found a new occupation. You know whose family raised riding bulls and who rode riding bulls? Doug Furness. No kidding. In Oklahoma, big, big rodeo. Doug's from Commerce, Oklahoma, the same yeah. town as Mickey Mantle. Now, didn't his, he see some rodeo? Yeah, he was a rodeo. He was going to his he was going to be a future. His friends formed the Professional Bull Riders Association. No way. But he, he was involved in a head-on collision. I think he was 13 or maybe 15. I can't remember. But anyway, he broke, broke his body, and that ended his rodeo. He rode in rodeos for money as a teen. His whole family did. They all would go and compete, and the sister would do the calf roping, and this yeah. brother would do the that, and the father, I think, did horses, and the mother did, I don't know. And he... I don't know if he was riding bulls back then. I think he was still doing ponies, yeah, fucking broncos. Yeah, but he his family raised those. Was my understanding? I'm, I could be. So, so did you know the rider and the bull get scored? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, and that's, yeah, the bulls are freaking celebrities, man. And and, and that's <laughs> why. Sir, and I believe they crown a champion bull each year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bushwhacker was the name forever but anyway uh, yeah, yeah 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 jim yeah. you got plenty of room over at your new property for doing some of this stuff why don't you put a corral in or something you got it, put it that, must, that must be the most i mean other than maybe a wingsuit well jumper, I mean, but that must be the most dangerous dude, they, die. The they die they yeah die. so you know the one and they're young i mean you know if you're in your 30s and riding bulls and nah. an now, now jim would you consider that hit training I would consider that do, you know, your life in your hands training, you know, I mean, about <laughs> lacerated livers, you know, busted speed. Yeah, that's not good. Like, well, pretty much every time you fall on the ground and he steps on you, you're going to break some ribs. That's just mm -hmm. expected. 
And the big thing is they don't want to be carried off by a stretcher. So they'll, they'll bring out the board and they'll be like, nope, pick me up. No matter if they're <laughs> leading down their pants, man, I'm telling you. And they don't they get they, extra points for that. They don't, they don't kneel for the national anthem and they don't, you know, they celebrate. They just they throw their hats. Yeah. I'll take that. instead of dancing and doing whatever. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. Well, keep us in the loop on all this. I mean, it sounds pretty exciting. Well, and, right. he's, and he's only up to page 36. I'm already- <laughs> <laughs> all right. And finally, uh, if you're seeking radical physical transformation, uh, our guys are available for online coaching. You can email Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com. And I think you guys get a lot of inquiries and you're training people from all over the world that are getting fantastic yeah. results. I believe I have trainees in every continent now. I got Australia, India, mm-hmm. uh, Europe, couple, couple, three people in Europe, obviously United States. I got South America. Did I leave anything out? I think Africa. that's everything. Africa. Oh, I don't have anybody in Africa. All right. I, I used to have a guy in Nigeria who I worked with for two years. All right, Africans, give me a call. Yeah. I've got an opening. Get you some good results. I've got a a continental opening. That's it. (laughs) That's right. All right, guys. I appreciate it. This was a beautiful podcast. We'll talk to you next week. All right. You're you're a beautiful person, JP. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks. See you.